continue now with the teachings and today is a, also a very special day. But I'm ready. Can we read the book of Ruth chapter 1 very quickly from verse 1 to 25 please. Ruth chapter 1 uh, from verse 1. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the name of his two sons were Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left and her two sons. And they took them, wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Opah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they mm -hmm. dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Kilion died also both of them and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of moab for she had heard in the country of moab how that the lord had visited his people in giving them bread wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, and as you have dealt with the dead and with me, the Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husband? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have an husband. If I should say, I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughter, for it grieveth me much for your sakes, that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again, and Opah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her, and she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people, and unto her God. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, And treat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people and thy God, my God. Yes. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, 
Then she left speaking unto her. So they too, they too went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them. And they said, is this Naomi? And she said unto them, call me not Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Mobites, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of the in the beginning of barley harvest. Yeshua Hamashiach, I thank you, mighty Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel. This word, O Father God, your word is important. In the short time, I heard with your people, O Father. Now I pray that you help me to release the word, O Father, as you are rebuilding your church. As you are rebuilding the real Agape, O Mighty Father. Protect them, Agape, even today, after today, they begin to share in the next week or so, but when they testify and share with each other, Mighty God, even even going over the message that I've shared, wherever they are, when they they share the feedback, let them be able to remember, oh my God, the teachings that they so far and how they connect, oh my God, how you are indeed rebuilding your church, how you indeed are. Picking the right seed of my father, for you do not want people who are not filled with the vision to continue to run with us, my father. For your vision is ready to move on. Your people are ready to move on, my father. The real, the real remnant of the is to move, Almighty God. Father, I thank you, and I pray through your spirit, Holy Ghost, work accommodation, help me to release you, and in a short time, that which you blessed in my heart for the sake of your church, for the sake of your name, and for the sake of kingdom, your kingdom, and your glory, almighty Yahweh. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. If the Bible you were holding is yours, I want you to mark um, verses 14 through uh, to 17. I want you to mark those verses very clearly. Um, by the grace of God, I shall share with you on this day, this is a book that we already know, we are familiar with. The Lord has spoken to me through this book so many times. I've shared it on a number of occasions. And uh, the Lord has said to me, this is the message you need to share with the real remnant of Agape. Mm-hmm. And so the title of the message is Decision Making at the Crossroads. As you can see from the story that you already know, most of you even know the rest of the book of, of uh, Ruth, which only has got four chapters. Very small book, but very critical in the scriptures. Very deep Ruth meaning. If I have time, I could go through the whole book and teach you. Maybe it would be a series of, I give that at one ladies' conference, I remember. But um, I have the teaching, this book, is not just about ladies or anything, it's about the church of God. The church of God reflected through some men and some ladies. God is a good God. We find in this story um, uh, where there is a famine in the land of Judah. <laughs> famine in the land of Judah. It was called Judea those days, uh, which we now know as Judea. It just famine caused the people 
of Israel scatter abroad. That famine caused the people of Judah to scatter abroad. You could try and visualize in your mind, in your spirit, what that famine could be that caused the people of Judah to scatter. Mm -hmm. The important thing for you, I hope that in your spirit, find out what kind of famine you could have that way. Famine, I know it mainly refers to hunger. Uh, but in this case, when a famine attacks a land, people scattered, the people of Judah scattered abroad. And then we hear the story of a certain man called Elimelech, Eli, Eli. The word Elimelech is a connection with the Almighty God. He had a beautiful name. His wife, Naomi, they left together with their two sons, Malon and Chilion, as you know in the story. They arrived in a foreign land uh, called Moab. And they moved from Judah. Glory be to the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach. Aha. Uh -huh. After escaping the famine in court in Judea, they could not escape the natural death. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. In the story, that uh, first to die was the father, Elimelech. When he, mm -hmm. his two sons also got themselves uh, Moabite women each. Uh, Malon, the senior man, uh, <coughs> married Opa. Chilion, the younger one, married Ruth. And then after 10 years of marriage, in other words, 10 years of Malon marrying Ruth, uh, Opa, and Chilion marrying Ruth, they died. These two guys died. Both Malon and Chilion died. In, in other words, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> in the space of 13 years, Three years with their father and their mother well, before he was then this is by revelation, by the way. So the father was with them for two years, and then the mother remained with them for another year. Then after that, the, the children died. So it, in total, by revelation, it was 13 years. Wow. Wow. In the space of 13 years, three years with their father, 10 years without their father, total 13 years. And we are now speaking, mm. sharing again from the book of Revelation at the when Agape is 13 years old, we are talking of Agape at 13. We, the main issue here is the fate of Naomi, who is the Naomi of the vision. In this case, Naomi is the visionary, big mama. He, she uh, lost her husband, she lost her two children, and was in a foreign territory, away from him. Mm. Then we see wow. in... Verse 6 to 9, I'm, I've said the message today is decision-making at the crossroads. We see Naomi herself making what I call decision number 1 in verses 6 to 9. If you can just read quickly verses 6 to 9 again. Verse 6, then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore, she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you in the house of her husband, 
Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. You see, Naomi has decided, you see, once Agape, you are always Agape. Within her system, although she was physically out of Judah, you could, you could, take, you could not take Judah out of Naomi. You could not take, <laughs> so although she was physically out of Judah, you could not take the Judah out of Naomi. I remember a singer in Zimbabwe saying, you take me out of the ghetto, but you cannot take the ghetto out of me. Which means for the one who is agape, no matter where you may be, no matter where you are, you find that agape is real, agape is in you, wherever you are, you find that like my daughter has done today, she said, no, I need to return to Judah, my father, I want to be with my father, the real Judah, I don't test the real Judah here, I will test the real Judah when I'm with the vision. Yeah. You see, in Naomi's decision to remain and to stick to Judah, you find that in there, she had also had her daughters in law who were who went with her. And uh, you find in that verse, or in that chapter, in that, that passage, that one point we pick from there is that not everyone who follows you is destined to be with you forever. But everyone who follows you is destined to be with you forever. So we find that when Naomi said to her daughters, you know, she had made a decision. She's going back to Judah. She's going back to the land where she belongs. In other words, although she was in Moab, but Judah was her portion. She remained adapted. She remained who she was. The circumstances did not change her. The circumstances did not move her. Now, although I am not in Scotland, although I'm not in the UK, where I am right now is far away from there, but you cannot take agape out of me. So mm. you give your children to your daughters and know, you can go if you want. And you then find find how they responded in investing. She was like, me, I have decided. I will remain Judah. I'm who I am. My physical circumstances will not change who I am. So it's up to you. You can go back to where you want to be. Because you guys are more bites. You can go away. You don't have to come with me. Find out what their answer was in verse 10. Can you read verse 10? And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. <laughs> you see the danger of what I call chorus answers. When he says, they said unto her, who is they? Ruth and Opa, they both answered and they said, surely we will return with thee unto thy people. Does that ring a bell? There was a time Christ, remember the last message? Asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they chorus answer. They say you are this, they say you are that, they say you are that. And I told you again the danger of the chorus answer. Until he then says, but you, you are following me, who do you say that I am? Mm -hmm. It's easy to chorus answer. But the person who calls God will not rely on chorus answers anymore. Glory be to Jesus. Mm -hmm. We, we, we. Remember one day I preached a message and I said, don't be buried in the we. Because there is no I in we. You need to be able to say I. Speak for yourself. So the chorus answer suggests if we did not go, if we did not read the scriptures, if the scriptures did not go further from there, you know what we could have concluded? That both of them, Opa and Ruth, went with her back to Judah. Hallelujah. No, no. When you make a decision for Gabe to follow your father, don't, don't rely on chorus answers. Let it be your own personal decision. Let it be your own personal decision, because only one personal decision will, will keep you. Mm -hmm. Because they give the chorus answer, but little did Ruth know that although Opa is saying, we shall go with you, she, they actually said, surely, surely, fact, the word surely, you know what I mean? Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. Opa said the same thing, but in her heart of hearts, she did not mean it. 
in the heart of hearts she was not serious. Because then Naomi, when you say that, things will come to test your commitment. Naomi then said, you know, she began to speak certain things. And he says, you need to go, you guys need to go, what she said in verse 11 and 12 and 13. And then you find in verse 14, now mm. after she spoke again, what happened? They lifted up their voice. Ay, 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 ay. This is a man the crossroads. Who is there to lift up their voice? Opa and Ruth, both of them together again in chorus. They lifted up their voice. And as they lifted up their voice, I believe that Ruth was thinking that Opa, a sister in law, they are together. They lifted up their voice. They wept. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I could see, I could imagine in the spirit what happened next because the Bible says, and they lifted up their voice and wept again. Then there is a colon in the Bible. I don't know if it's the same in yours. Yeah. <laughs> They've said the same thing together. They said things together. They wept together. They lifted up their voice together. They said together, we are going to go with you together. They lift their voice together. They wept again together. Mm. And then Opa does something on her own yeah. to show that although she was giving chorus answers, chorus answers, she was, Ruth thought she was with she was with her sister-in-law together. They were together in this decision until action speaks louder than words. <laughs> then Opa kissed her mother-in-law. In other words, she kissed her mother-in-law. Her words contradicted her action. Or her action was contradicted by her words. Look at what she has been saying so far and then see what she's doing. She now kisses her mother-in-law. That was not a kiss of love. It was a kiss goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, the message today, decision-making at the crossroads. In other words, at that point, she decided to distinguish between her words and her actions. That's why they say in English, action speaks louder than words. What she did there, the kiss goodbye she made, must have shocked Ruth, must have surprised Ruth, because all this time Ruth thought she and her sister-in-law were together. Until that moment, when she, Opa, made a decision, in other words, there's a difference between making a decision and taking it. When she was speaking, she was just saying words, which she did not really mean. But she had made a decision, and at this point, she took the decision, kissed her mother-in-law, and said goodbye. Mm -hmm. You see, then there's another, a little word, but. But Ruth left unto her. That is big, ladies and gentlemen. So we have here decision-making at the crossroads. Three people now. Naomi has decided that she is a carpet, she was, she's Judah, she will always be Judah. Their circumstances, her being placed in a different environment, has not changed who she is. And so she said to her daughters in law to make her own decision. She didn't want to say, You have to come to me, you have to come with me because you are my daughters in law. She wanted them to make their own decision, which means if someone is to follow you, let them make their own choice. Let them make their own decisions. Watch out for chorus choices. 
Because chorus words will always be contradicted by actions and by words. There are so many people who said, we are following our father, we are, we are father. going yonder, yonder, going yonder, yonder with our father. When the time came, the first time came, their actions contradicted their words. But I like the Bible when it now says, but, somebody say, but, 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 to her. That's a serious issue in verse 14. There is a decision. Two people have made a decision in verse 14. Opa has decided to leave Naomi and she decides she acts by kissing her goodbye. And in the same verse, ladies and gentlemen, Ruth, I, 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 I don't know if you see this, Ruth did not just decide to follow, did not just decide to follow Naomi. If you read the scriptures well, it, the, word, uh, the word that was used by God is really serious here. The Bible says, Ruth clave unto her. Yeah. This is a situation you find that in the book as well, where I talk about decision making at the crossroads. You find that in the book where you you have to make decisions that are I call in English or they are called in English mutually exclusive decision making. It's called mutually exclusive because you can't make the two decisions together. They could not say we are coming, we are going. We are coming, we are going. If you are coming, you are coming. If you are going, you are going. Mm -hmm. So Oprah made a decision. When you came to a point where you have to make a mutually exclusive decision, you have reached a crossroad. You either turn left or you turn right. Yeah. You can't do both. This is what I call decision making at the crossroads. And that decision making is critical because it shapes your destiny. They both lifted their voices. They both wept these daughters in law. They did similar things. They said similar things, but with a very different agenda. Opa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. <laughs> did not kiss Naomi. Some of you can remember Judas kiss. This is akin to a kiss of Judas. And then she says, I'm going. But the Bible says, Ruth did not kiss Naomi. She clave to her. She did not just choose to follow her. She clave. Ladies and gentlemen, the word cleaving, you know, <laughs> when you cleave, it, it's, it's, it's attaching to someone like never before. Attaching. Mm -hmm. The word cleave is a very funny word, actually, in English. It's a word which, is, which in itself can mean the opposite. So you need to understand the context within this, within which this word is used. Okay. But in this context, it means the meaning that she decided to, to stick to her like glue. She decided to stick to her like, you know, when you look at a, a big, big cord, when you look at different threads make, which make up a big rope, a big rope consists of different threads, and they are so strong, so intertwined together, that you cannot distinguish between one from the other, that if you want to break the rope, you have to break all of them. <laughs> that is what Ruth did. She clave, ladies and gentlemen. She clave. She did not just follow. So I want you to understand today that there is a difference between following someone and cleaving unto them. And this is what I'm receiving by revelation. That if you are a child of God, as we talked about Christ last week, Yeshua Hamashiach, and he was asking, who do you say that I am? For you to be strong in the Lord. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When you make a decision to respond to his invitation. He said, come unto me all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. When you make that response, when you make that decision to go and follow him, don't just follow Christ. Don't just follow Yeshua Hamashiach. You need to please unto him. 
So let's go. Don't hold on to people who want to leave you. That is not agape love. Don't let them say, ah, you are not in the call, so you are not agape. They don't know you. That's not love. You do not follow me. You do not follow me. You do not do this. Do no, 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 no. Learn to let go. When people say, kiss me goodbye, don't try to persuade people to stand by you. Because persuaded people are difficult people. Yeah. Persuasion are difficult people. You want people who are convinced is all of you are addressing today and the few that we are addressing in Africa and different parts of, the, of Africa. We have said, no matter what, we don't care what people are saying, what everybody is going on, we remain stuck to our father. He is our father. They made that decision. I did not follow them. I did not phone them to say, can you stand with me? I did not phone to leave my daughter. Although I have been loving and praying for her, and I pray for all of them. But she, through the revelation of Christ, she heard the voice of God and she took her own decision, just like you all did before. And we have been walking together because by revelation, you stood and you prayed with Naomi. Yes. shout hallelujah. Yes by me because if I had persuaded you you would be saying I'm here today because of your words you promised me you persuaded me you said this but it is the Holy Ghost who are happening and you yeah. My father, I'm going yonder with my father. I'm standing with him. Glory be to Jesus. Let me say it again. Persuaded people are difficult people. When someone wants to move your life, this is personal. When someone wants to leave you, whether they are friend or family, they goodbye for whatever reason. Hear the word of God today. Don't try to persuade them. I have spoken to people. It talks about the principle of duality in the 2022 decade. Remember, in the general you find this principle in science. This duality is there. Those who love you will love you a lot, and those who don't love you. You will not persuade them to love you back. Hear me, I also do that. Let me tell you again. In this year of the 2020 vision, of the 20 decade, duality principle holds, and it's in the epistle. We're going to read it again. And it's confirmed in the scripture that those who choose to kiss you goodbye, those who do not like you in the 2020 decade, don't persuade, don't try your life, don't try to persuade them back, because those who don't love you will not, will continue to not love you. Those who hate you will continue to hate you. Those who love you, you have to stick to those who love you. Love those who love you. That's not being an agape. Don't try to persuade people to continue to be with you. Those who don't like you will not be persuaded by you anyway. In fact, the more you try to persuade them, the more they become a thorn in your flesh. We are talking of decision-making as a crossroads, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm saying to you, in this story, you find there are people like the type of Oprah. Let's let's for a minute the relationship between Oprah and Ruth. They had a special relationship by marriage. They were together in this house. You can imagine the many times they went to, 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 to fetch water together. You can imagine the many times they went to do things together. They were, they had almost, if you like, become friends. They were close. They had been together for 10 years. They had been together, in fact, for 13 years. They were together. Also very close. So in this context, ladies and gentlemen, there are some people, even in the course of the 13 years of the vision, who had become very close to you, who had become so close yeah. Like Papa. But one day, when you said, I'm sticking with my father, they kissed your father goodbye. They kissed. Yet, they were so close to you. Mm -hmm. Don't try to persuade them. What you simply do is use wisdom with those people. Just continue to tell them that you are with your father. 
you are enjoying going under with your father. Tell them to do something. Let them see your testimonies. Let them hear. Let them hear that you are enjoying God in Agape. You are enjoying God with your father. You used to sing going yonder with your father, but some of them sing the same song, but they are not there. And you are saying, I'm just enjoying. If they phone you themselves, but now don't phone Opa. Don't contact Opa. Hallelujah. Don't let them say, you hear me, hallelujah. This is a meeting at the crossroads. It's very difficult. Another story is, let Opa go. A message, I'm talking about the Ruth, a type of person in the church. The person who was so connected to Opa. But then someone is gone. Don't try to persuade them. Receive this anointing to let Opa go. Both Naomi and Ruth had to make this decision. Ruth and Opa had been daughters in law together, as I've said, for 10 years. You could say, as I said, they've become very, very close. Actually, pretty, pretty close. Hey, Naomi. Hey, Ruth. Let go. Amen. I said, Opa represents people you've been very close with in the vision. Even so close, they were very close friends for you, for you for years. But they decided to go. You know that the reason why you are listening to me today and they are not listening to me today is because they made the decision. They kiss Naomi goodbye. Yeah. They say goodbye to you and to Naomi. They didn't just kiss to goodbye Naomi. Because when Oprah went, she was she knew what she was doing. She left her roots, she her sister in Nobi again, and she left Naomi. She left both of them. And Naomi had to learn to let go of of of, of, of Opa. And I said to you, whether they kiss you or not, don't be fooled by their kisses. The Bible mm -hmm. says they were in verse 14, they wept, they wept, don't be fooled by their tears. They want to go, let them go. By letting them go, you are not being an agape, as I've said. That's what you call austerity measure. This is nothing at the crossroads. Live to those you believe. In this case, the reason why. Ladies and gentlemen, Ruth left to Opa, to Naomi. He knew that she was not just a mother in law. Ruth had already received the revelation, just like you guys have done. You received the revelation that this man, this, the, the servant of God, the visionary, is not just a man. He is the one who holds the destiny. Your destiny is in the hands of men. That's why the Bible says, Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe mm -hmm. what the prophets, and you shall prosper. Mm -hmm. With God's plan, that the destiny of man is put in the destiny of other men. Yeah. Let me say it again. It's in the of God, all those things that the destiny of one person is put in the hands of another. Are you hearing me, church? Amen. It is according to the time. It is according to God's order and the plan of things that He puts in the hands of one man the destiny of another. It is according to the order of God, according to His principles, that He puts within the hands of a particular individual, a human being, the destiny of another human being. That is what scripture, in the scripture that we quoted before, you already know, supported by many other verses of scripture. Yes. When Jehoshaphat stood and addressed the tribe of Judah and said, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be you shall cross. Then he says, believe the prophet and you shall your destiny is linked to the prophet of God in your life. It's linked to your Naomi. 
say in the spirit who Naomi was, but Ruth received in the spirit who Naomi was. That's why she decided to cling to her. Because she knew in her spirit, man, that Naomi was not just a mother-in-law. Naomi was the one who was holding her destiny in her hands. She did not just decide to follow Naomi. There's a difference, ladies and gentlemen, between following and cleaving. In fact, the word cleave is the same word that is used in the marriage contract. Yeah. That's you can see how 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 the kind of decision Naomi made is a decision which which says until death do us part. When you see the word cleave being used, it means she decided to. It was a, a, a not just a decision to follow. It was a covenant. Mm -hmm. Ruth made a decision to be covenanted to the person who held her destiny. In mm -hmm. other words, Ruth's decision was covenantal in nature and character. Mm -hmm. Number two, Ruth's decision was circumscribed in the agape. You know, according to the epistle, I have to find what the agape is. It was totally unconditional loyalty to a uh, vision bearer. It was a decision circumscribed in the agape. Mm. It was total, unconditional loyalty. Yes. She knew by revelation that Naomi was not just a mother-in-law, she was the embodiment of her heritage and her destiny. Hallelujah, oh my God. We say that again. She knew straight away that Naomi was not just a mother-in-law, but she was the embodiment of her heritage and her destiny. In other words, make that decision. That's why I ask you to mark from verse 14, from verse 16, when Ruth began to speak. We'll come back to that scripture. When you make a decision like that, when you make a decision to cleave to your Naomi, nobody, nothing, no text message will come and push you away. And you know, as well as I do, how many text messages have you received so far that have said this, that, and the other thing? It's tend to take, I know that my daughter knows this, as she comes, as she comes on board to that yes, you know these people. They will send you messages. They will send you phone calls. They will make use this. They will say if they haven't done that already, they will do that. But you've been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. Yes. Hallelujah. You know that's what they do. But only when you have decided to cleave. Those who cleave cannot be pushed away. Those who cleave cannot be moved away. She could not be persuaded or influenced by the opas who left. If you decided to cleave to your Naomi, don't waste your time continuing to call or text Opa. Hoping she will come back. If she has to come back, which she never did, let it be of her own doing. Let her be the one to call you, telling you that she has decided to come back to her Naomi. Let it be her decision. If you are going to talk to her, you just be showing off. You just telling her that you are you are moving with your father. You are moving to your Naomi. Things are moving. You are you are enjoying. You are sleeping like a like a child of a gap, not like a baby. You are enjoying because you are receiving the blessing from your father. That's what happened. That's if you have to say to them to be now opus. That's all you have to say. You don't have to tell them. Oh, when are you coming? When are you coming? When are you coming? Until they make their own decision. They will make their own moves. They will make their own moves. If they do make their own moves to show that they they have also God is speaking to them. Because you are praying for them, as we said, we've just done that a few minutes ago. Praying for the others, that in their own way, let them receive revelation. 
to any side. Let them call you themselves. Say, you know what, I'm thinking. When you begin to see them making those moves, that's when you can say, well, you'll be welcome if you want. You are welcome to come with your father. We are enjoying, we are enjoying church every, every Sunday or every second Sunday when he teaches us things that strengthen us and we're receiving blessing from our father. If you have decided to come back, you are welcome. Don't tell me I'm not going to persuade you. Make it your own decision. If it's your own decision, then I'm happy. I welcome you in my hands and we shall continue to be in the house. As we have prayed, otherwise we see that Ruth, we don't hear that Ruth was texting Opa to say, when are you coming back? <laughs> no. We don't hear that first. You leave Opa along as you cleave your Naomi and God will bless you. Glory be to Jesus. Yeshua Hamashiach. They call him Jesus, but we have received from Revelation that is not just Jesus. He is Yeshua Hamashiach. So we give him all the glory. He's the owner and the author and the finisher of our Let's read it. Let's read the confirmation of Ruth's cleaving. Verse, verse 16. Ruth chapter 1, verse 16. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, Will yeah. I die, and and there will I be buried? The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. I told you that cleaving is really using the word of marriage. That's what they say in marriage until death do us part. <laughs> Such is the nature of the decision Ruth made. And if you know, once you know that this is the person who holds your destiny, you have to make a decision like that. Because when you make a decision like that, nothing, nothing and nobody shall move you. I said last time, when I was talking about following Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach, who asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? And I said that they were just following him like that, out of hearsay. They did not quite know who he was. They needed to have revelation, to know who their master was, to know who they are following. And I shared with you, I said, that's what we are doing in the real agape. We need to follow Jesus Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach, with understanding, not just because someone told you that he's your savior, not just because someone mm -hmm. told you that he loves you. You need to follow him and Please unto him. This is the vision we are carrying now of a people who are so glued to the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach that they know that when you are so glued to him as your Savior and your Lord, you know that with understanding and revelation that you cannot separate him as a vision giver from the visionary. You have to cleave to him as you cleave to the visionary because together they hold your destiny. So we are not messing about with our connection with Christ anymore because we are so connected to him. We are so connected to him in the real agape that we cleave to the Lord. Amen. We cleave unto him to the day we last breathe. Glory be to Yeshua. So he said those beautiful words. Where you die, I shall die. Your God is my God. Where you go, wherever you go, I say to you, even if when you make that decision, you know who you are following. It's your attender of the message. 
Even if someone else were to follow you, even if my mother, I said someone, even if my own mother, my own mother, if she was still alive, if she were to, you know, there are some mothers who can tell, who can phone people trying to say bad things about their own son. Yeah. There are some mothers who do that. They try to destroy their own children. There are some people who do that. So I'm saying if, even if Gogoa was still alive, and she were to phone you or drink or see her hands, but says, ah, that happens by head, you were ordained by, if you see how to envelop by him, he, he, I want to tell you he's my son. I know he's better. He's not a man of God. You don't say to Mama, I'm sorry, Gogoa Gapi. I'm sorry. I don't know you see him as your son. That's all you see him. But I want to know that I have received the revelation of who he is. And I follow him in that context of who he is to me. Amen. Amen. My spiritual father. Sorry, Mama. That's the answer of someone who has received the revelation. To cleave to someone. Yeah. Because the same person, you know, some people can try to persuade you to go out of church. Mm -hmm. to, don't go to church, find out church, don't go to church. Yet the person will tell you, if you ask them, which church do you go to yourself? Me, I have stopped going to church. I don't okay. yeah. Yeah. You find someone who does not go to church is trying to persuade people to not go to church. Yeah. Isn't it funny? That there was a time even in the scripture for those who read the scriptures. That the Bible tells me that at one time Christ, Yeshua, Amashiach, was in the temple preaching. And the Bible says his mother and his brothers came out and they, yeah. they came and they arrived and they were asking him to come out of the church so that he can talk to them. Uh -huh. Trying to ask my son to get out of church so that they can talk in Panze. <laughs> they arrived almost in the church while they were preaching the gospel. And the Bible says they called him from outside. They said, come out. And that's when Christ says, ah, uh -uh, this is not my family. My family is the one who listens to what the word of God yeah. was calling him when he was in the church. They were calling him. They were outside. I don't know the church. I want to church. I want to church. I to church. This God is going to take us further. Hallelujah. So she made that decision. And as you see from verse 18 onwards, Naomi was gone. Was gone. It was only in verse 18, don't read it for the sake of time, that when Naomi was convinced now that Ruth's decision was a resolve, there is a decision, then there is a resolve. She resolved in her system that, you know, when you make a decision like that, which is covenantal in nature, you know where your destiny is. You make a resolve. And when Naomi was satisfied with that resolve, she said, okay, this one I'm going yonder with. And so I'm saying, I'm happy with the resolve that you guys have made. And by the grace of the one you God who called me, I am happy going yonder with you because I know things have happened. You have been tested left, right, and center. And you shall continue to be tested. Your commitment will be tested. But you'll be like Ruth because she made a covenant decision because she knew who her destiny helper was. She knew who her helper yeah. was. She knew with whose hands her destiny was. Yeah. Yeah. So then, move from more. Once that happens, once that decision, I said the message is decision making at the crossroads. Yeah. You then move from more. A temporary place of refuge after a storm. A temporary place of refuge after a family. And you have moved with your Naomi back to Judea, back to Judah, where we belong. And I'm saying, we are moving with you, my children, to belong to the real tribe of Judah. We are the real tribe of Judah. Ruth cleft Naomi, the one she knew who held her destiny in her hands. Verse 22, not only was there bread in Judea, but the season had changed. You know, you when you you find that you are you begin to move in a period of harvest. You can have a fire, 
to see that we are blocked, the testimony that we are not coming, they begin to come. The miracles that we are blocked, that we are not coming, they begin to come because we chose to come to Naomi. The decree that is you have started to to your Naomi may begin to happen in your life. And, 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 and England. Let the harvest continue even on those who are moving with their father in Malawi, in Kenya, in Zimbabwe, in Africa, in other places. Who have decided to stay with their father. I decree today that the harvest is beginning. Harvest in the form of miracles. Harvest in the fruit. Because the that there was no bread in Judah. Let the God of Agape, the God of Israel, begin to bring more bread onto your table. As you pray to your Naomi, you will find yourself in the harvest season. Just the beginning of the harvest. It's only the beginning of your testimonies and the breakthroughs that you see to Naomi. Rose to others, another kind of others. Hallelujah. If you read the book of Ruth from chapter 2, you begin to see that not only to see harvest of barley and other things, she was to suit him another kind of harvest. A boas was coming her way. And before you know it, she had a husband. Husband is a when God, that's why God described himself as a husband to the land. He also, that's why Christ Yeshua Hamashiach is described as the bridegroom, which means the church is the bride. That's the husband-wife connection. Because you are married to Christ, you we become married to him, he becomes our husband. When you have your husband, Christ Yeshua Hamashiach, you are you know you are separate. You are you are free when you are with your husband. Husband is a provider. Husband is a carer. Husband is someone who gives you comfort. Husband is a cover. Husband is a big cover in many ways. That's why the church of God is described as the bride and he is the bridegroom. The last thing that will happen, God will perform a last miracle. The first thing that he did was in the garden. He also do a last thing in the garden. That's when he will marry his own son. That's why your father, the prophet of God, wrote a book called My Son Marries My Daughter. The last thing that the father will do, will marry his son to the church, and he will do the last thing again in the garden. He started in the garden, he started finishing the garden. Ruth made a decision because she knew that Naomi was a vision bearer and was the bearer of a testimony, of a testimony and a destiny. The future, the blessing that Ruth left so much. The destiny, I said, this is decision making at the crossroads. You make a decision that will determine your future. Some people tend left and you tend right. And just that little thing, that little thing is now brought a testimony. It's something that will blow your mind as you move on. Glory be to Jesus. The and the blessing that Ruth was craving for, she knew that it was all in the belly of Naomi. Now I'm saying to you, choose wisely at the crossroads. Your whole future depends on it. Decision making at the crossroads. Very, very important. Glory be to Jesus. And I the Almighty God. I can give you more examples. We don't have the time, but you can look at those examples at home. We could go on and go on and on and on. But I want you to understand the importance of the message. Decision making at the crossroads. That there are times some people who may have loved them so much, but you don't you don't ever think that they were meant to be in your life forever. Oh, they don't hold your destiny, but you decided to follow your Naomi, they decided to kiss him goodbye, but you need to learn 
let go of the others. So this is a making at the crossroads. It's tough, but it's beneficial. Yeah. If you check the letter on when the in the book of Second Kings chapter seven from verses three to twenty. Second Kings chapter seven from verses three to twenty, you read the story of the lepers. They were chased out of the land in the, and because they were carrying leprosy. People leopard them things. And that's another message for another day. But I will just summarize here in the context of this looking at the crossroads, that these lepers were now up there in the mountain on their own. And I like what they said in verse three and four. They said to one another, Why sit we here till we die? That decision making at the crossroad. Things were tough. It's either you go left or you right. But at the Kusikufan, the people, you decided, you decided, and in the same way you said, why can we sit here till we die? We cannot just die in our situation when we know that our Father releases the word of God. He, 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 has, he has got the scriptures. He has got the word. He's a visionary. He's the one who God gave the vision of Agape. How can I call myself Agape when the visionary is not leading me? The visionary. It's not dead. The visionary is still alive. According to scripture, from one person to another, when the original visionary is still alive, that, uh, that never happens. That's not scriptural. Mm. And so you make that decision. And you say to yourself, why sit we here till we die? We are going to go longer with that father. That story, that the things that they were afraid of, God had already dealt with it. Sometimes people are afraid of making a decision like that because some people are frightening them. Some people are telling them horror stories. Don't listen to horror stories. Make your decision and go. Why sit we here till we die? You find that story in Second Kings chapter seven, verse three to twenty. They made a decision which eventually solved for the whole nation of Israel. After all, another situation you can find that in the book of Genesis chapter eighteen, verse one to eight, is the story of Lot and Abraham. You know how the the Bible says that when God called Abraham, we all know that God, he didn't call Abraham and Lot. God did not call Abraham and Sarah. He called Abraham. He called his seven. So when Lot went with them, the Bible tells us that he also began to prosper. And then we get to chapter 13 when there is now a strife between Lot's husband and now because Lot has been blessed. He's got so many cattle. He's got so many things. The reason why he's blessed is because he's sitting traditionally. Mm -hmm. so blessed now he begins to boast. And now the Bible says, you read in the story chapter 18, verse 1 to 18, you find that there is starting a parallel. And the man of God being adapted. See, I told you, learning to let go is not being an agape. He then said, please, just, there's no need for us to fight. Yeah. You don't want to fight. You don't want to quarrel with people. You don't want people who give you grief every day. Decision making at the crossroads. So the men of Abraham made a decision, a decision at that point, and they say, "Choose you, which way you go. You choose. If you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left." You know why? Because the men of God didn't care. When you are following the men of God, even if you pick a, a, an area, even if you travel in an area or direction that sounds like a desert, let's the men of God. The desert becomes a plain. The desert becomes a battle. It becomes full of things because God will pray. Make provision through the servant that he called. Oh, yeah. The Bible says, Lot looked up in his eyes and he saw the area green and flashy and lovely and nice. And I can my bottom door. Many also chose to follow Lot because they could see with their vision, with, with, their, with their eyes, what it was, what was in the physical. Those who could see by revelation what in the spiritual. Not follow Lord, and I say to you, like I've said the message before, when that happens, let Lord go. 
Hallelujah, Agape. And let's not go. The Bible says when God called Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless your children, not your nephews. That was not Abraham's child. That was Abraham's nephew. So the blessing attached to Abraham and his children. So you see the woman left, left and they followed what he followed. The rest is history, as they say. We don't hear that Abraham tried to follow him and say, please come back, please come back. No, he knew, learned to let go. The only thing that he did was that he had to plead with him. And that's why the hope was all you do is pray for them. That's what happened. When he knew what was happening, he began to pray for him and say, you know, that discussion he had with God. What is there? This number, this number, you know, that was the yeah. right? Oh, he could do. He never sent him a text message saying, come back to me, leave me alone. He just could only pray for him. Learn to let go. When you make the decision at the crossroad, that's the decision you've taken. Don't worry about who disagrees with you. Don't worry about who challenges you in your decision. Don't make your decision at the crossroad. Decision making at the crossroads. Abraham is left. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Abraham's blessings accrue to his sons, to his children, not to his nephews and nieces and it, etc. And there's no point in keeping company with someone who is quarreling with you all the time, giving you grief all the time. Or someone who is the source or the cause of quarrels and fights and disputes in your ministry. Because the Lord has knows what's coming. He knows who may not have the real agenda, but those who come with the real agenda, you will see them. But we are going to go with those people who want to go to cause quarrels, who want to go to cause fights. So God spoke through Abraham his servant, and he said to Lot, you are free to go. Why should I quarrel with you? Do you think Abraham was an adapted by saying that? That's austerity. You don't want to not hold on to people who give you grief every day. Yeah. Agape, where we are moving, we want to move real adapted, the ones who are adapted by choice and by revelation. Mm. And we move together. Because you make the decision at the crossroads, let them also come to a point where they also make their own decision at the crossroads. Glory be to Yeshua Hamashiach. Decision making at the crossroads. May you, as you hear this word, may it guide you to strengthen you to know that you chose to follow your Naomi the Naomi of the vision, because as I've said in the book and in the teachings, that there is a dichotomous relationship between the vision and the vision giver. This relationship is contractual by nature. This relationship is covenantal by nature. Those who know scripture will not follow Absalom, because Absalom fought against David, his father, and, and tried to, to, to remove him from being king. He actually made himself king for a short while. Called the spirit of insurrection. When a son rises up against a father and he wants to take over. But that spirit never succeeds. That spirit never works. But you, by the grace of God, you decide to bring to your Naomi. I pray that the, that which God has deposited in my belly for you, none of you will lose it. None of you will miss any blessing. None of you will miss anything that God has put in my belly for you. That's every portion of blessing, every portion of the healing. What you see, but that's another story. Don't give us the importance of not losing your father's heritage. You see, those people have been with their father for long and then they go away. You ask them, So, where is your heritage now? How are you going to claim your heritage? You see, another example is the prodigal son. When the prodigal son left, we don't hear that the father was following him, texting him, saying, Please come back, please come back. He just learned to let go. 
when people move away from you, it's not being unadapted to try to persuade them. No, no. Because I told you that persuaded people are difficult people. This I love you as my children. No one persuaded me to love you. No one phoned me to say, can you love them, please? I love you by revelation and by choice. No matter what they can say to me about you or any of you, that is not going to move me. That is not going to change me. Father, and you are going yonder with your father for sure. 
You find some people and go, and God called me, gave me the vision. He said, I shall give you songs through your children. He said, Go out, sing your song. So, through the children, God gave me some of the new songs you find, you find in the vision. There are some people who have never sung before, but they would surprise you by coming up with a tune. That have received a song, and they will sit going on, like for example, that young, the person who received that vision, it was God who was revealing to that person that you need to go yonder with this one. This is your father, and he becomes and teaches the whole church going yonder, yonder. Now, mm -hmm. people received the vision, people received the revelation from God about who their father was. Many people, God says, and deliver my people. Mm. Oh. God has, and then they sing. As God gave them revelation. Mm. That's one day and look at them and say, what matters to you? The revelation I gave to you, what I told you about my servant, or what other people say? So what did you hold more valuable? But I want to thank God for you, and I'm saying I receive in my belly as I'm holding my Really, right now, my belly is full of things that God has deposited within me for you as you listen to me, as you hear my voice today. Naomi in your life by the grace of God, and I'm none of you will miss out on any, any of the blessings that God has destined for you. We shall meet with him in the clouds. Our Lord Yeshua Hamashiach is guaranteeing us. That as long as we remain united, as long as we remain together, it's not being an agape to say, to let people who say goodbye to us, let them say goodbye. But we pray for them that they will receive revelation. Let them let go. Make a decision at the crossroads. Decision making at the crossroads is tough, but it serves. It serves your life. We want to thank God that we've made this decision to worship Yeshua Hamashiach in his full sense. And I'm saying to you through this message, as I complete now, please make a decision to cleave to Yeshua HaMashiach yes. and give Make it like you're done. To cleave to the visionary he raised in your life. Also the visionary with your Naomi, and you decided also to cleave because you know that your Naomi carries your destiny. And it's something that I carry proudly. And it's something that I'm proud to present before the Lord my God. Because when he called me, he said to me, you shall cry on behalf of my children, and I shall hear you. The promise he gave to me, it's a part of your heritage. He said to me, you shall cry on behalf of my children, I shall hear you. That's why you know that everyone, even the ones who are not, who are not with me right now, watch, mark my words, there's not a single person who does not have their own testimony. My beloved children, as we move forward with the vision, as God is taking us from beyond and we are moving together, you have made that decision at the crossroads, the kind of referendum decision. It's a referendum decision. And a referendum decision by nature is long-lasting. It has got lasting implications for the life. You make the wrong move, then you are in the wrong territory for the rest of your life. But I want to thank God that we made this decision at the crossroads. Decision making at the crossroads. Naomi decided that she is Judah and she will remain Judah forever. Even if she has been moved to a different location physically, Judah is in your system. You cannot, you cannot take Agape out of me because God, God picked me to be Agape and to lead Agape. That's why you hear even the children who receive things by revelation. You know what they were calling me? It made some other father. 
as jealous of me. Children were calling me Jedia Is said better. 
but you, it was a totally unconditional loyalty to her Christian era. And Naomi also made the commitment to love Ruth in that way. So together they had a bond of heritage. We receive that right now. Let us stand up and pray together. This is the day that the Lord has made. As Agape is moving forward, we are moving forward with this true bond of love. It's the true bond that puts us together. The kind of covenanted bond. The bond that we have with our Lord Yeshua Hamashiach. I want to have that bond with him. That's the first level of prayer. Pray that you have a covenanted relationship with Yeshua Hamashiach. Pray that you cling to him right now, this day. For where we are moving forward, where we are going, uh, we want our connection with the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach to be so strong that we cleave unto Him. When you begin to pray, you will cleave. That from today, you will cleave unto the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach as your Savior, as your one who guides you every step of the way, even as He leads me. That whenever I hear from Him, but He didn't say He's a as I pray to the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach, the vision giver, I also pray to the visionary.